I'm over here now. I was over there. Now I'm over here. Sure. I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror Eating pasta, primavera, feeding caca, be together People never know the wild shit we might say Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky Boys, and Dice Play. I've been waking up nights, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast Mama took my porn mags, jerkins, and a soft rags Easy when we talk about Mr. Ferrari Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari Sparked weed, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's Car keys, now you can't leave, lock the door Please, Jimmy's on a mission. Time to start the intervention. Let's go. We're up. Episode 255 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my friend over here, like via satellite from fucking Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Danny Marianino, the notorious Danny Marianino. Um, obviously, Northside Kings. Author of several books, and some of them, I'm not going to lie to you, I have not checked out yet, but I am absolutely, I want to check out, well, you have Don't Have a Punch of Rockstar, which is the whole story about you knocking out little Glenn Danzig, which is epic <laughs> still to this day. Um, bro, what is it? The belligerent book of fucking movie quotes to make matters worse? Yeah. Yep. And what is it? The fucking a book about revenge films, bro? That's fucking hard, bro. Well, you know, there's all these books on like horror movies, this shit, that shit, but revenge films, that's like a that that's a fucking broad category because Nightmare on Elm Street's a revenge film. You know what I'm saying? Revenge of the Nerds is a revenge film. Right. Death Wish is a revenge film. Uh-huh. Uh, Vigilante is a revenge film. So you I Spit on so Your Grave is a revenge film. Oh, yeah. She cuts that guy's dick off. I mean, that... That, that, that bro, let me tell else. you. That scene, <laughs> that scene is so fucked. Because just, yeah. you know, this is a deep cut. I don't know. I do a lot of horror people, whatever. Some people might not know this movie. Some people might. But if you don't know it, check it out. The original I spit on your grave, bro, that scene, it's still to this day a fucking brutal rape scene. It's fucking, it feels like it's half the movie. It's fucked up. And it's too long. <laughs> it's way too long. It's too long. There's <laughs> bottles and bo- wine bottles and bo- forget it. And then he, she gets, but how dumb were those guys? You know what I mean? Next thing you know, he's in the bathtub with her. And she reaches out underneath the little fucking little little mat and pulls out a knife. And just her fucking motion underneath the water and takes this guy's dick off is fucking brutal. And, you know, it's typical guys. Like, they did horrible shit to her. And then they're like, oh, yeah, she's going to hang out. She still wants to hang out with us. She wants to bang. You know so dumb. Like, no, she does not want to. She's no. going to fuck you up. <laughs> Yeah, that's fun. And, 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 and the other, and then the other one uh, that really disturbs me too is that uh, the last house on the left, when yes. he makes that girl pee and all that shit. I mean, I, but there's no nothing better than those parents getting even with those fucking scumbags. You know? Right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's it's weird that we're actually even talking about this to start this episode off. But I was speaking with somebody earlier, and I've been 
a couple of months back, I actually went, I saw you started following the Delta Bravo urban exploration team on, on that. That's Danny boy. You know, Danny boy. Yeah. 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 yeah see? Yeah. So we, I went to uh, Connecticut to Kent, Connecticut. And it's the same place where Friday 13 part two was filmed parts of it. And I spit on your grave was filmed also in Kent, Connecticut. And I actually wow. went, bro, the fucking cabin, which is the house. It's still there. It's someone's house, oh, but there was nobody home. It's someone's house. There was nobody home, but I'm trespassing and I'm taking pictures to do the whole little mashup thing. It was crazy, bro. And like the gas station, when she first goes and starts getting harassed, it seems like in the movie, like how to, how it seems like the cabin is way, way, way far away in the middle of nowhere. It's literally like a thousand feet behind the fucking gas station. It's, it's interesting how they film stuff. Cause like, one of my, you know, one, as a kid growing up, my parents were the threatening of, you fuck up, you're going to Valley Forge. And, and, and that was like a thing in New Jersey for all the kids who go to Valley Forge Military Academy. Nice. One of my friends did get sent to Valley Forge Military Academy. And I love that movie, Taps, mm-hmm. uh, with George C. Scott, the, the fucking Sean Penn, yeah. uh, Tom, Tom Cruise before he was all wackadoodle. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because the main building that they're in when you watch the movie, they got guns out and they're like aiming at the street and there's that big fence. Well, that fence is not in front of that building. That fence is all the way down the street. So like they filmed it like outside that fence and then they filmed those other shots and somehow they put it together with yeah. the magic of cinema and, and did that. Yeah. I, I'm, so you and the Delta Bravo stuff, I'm, I can see it right from my house. Uh, I got the tree right now, kind of blocking it in the sun. But I got this little little mountain called Papago Mountain over here. I can ride my bike to it. And believe me, I'm not a guy that's athletic that's riding my bike faster. <laughs> but three cool movies, uh, well, two cool movies and one ad movie, all in that little mountain right there. Ninja Three: The Domination. Okay. That's the, that's the fucking the mountain where they find the swords and the ninja comes out and he fucks everybody up on the golf course. Nice. And just one of the guys. Oh, I love the, just one of the guys. Oh, that girl, she pulls the boobs out at the end of the <laughs> That place is still down the street for me, too. That boy, she, that they had their let me, let me see you scratch your balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that scene that, still when, makes me laugh. <laughs> that, that kid is hilarious. In that he movie. is. Uh, but that when they go to like that cave or the hole in the rock, whatever they call it, yeah. they have a little campfire. That's the same spot, same spot as Ninja. And then, um, and then Will Ferrell's got a movie called Everything Must Go, and it's all filmed around my house. Yeah. Like the little quick, the little uh, uh, convenience stores where he's buying the booze. Uh-huh. He drives, he drives right past that Papago Mountain. So that mountain's in three movies that I know of, just off the top of you know that I could tell you. That's I'll awesome. A little more, you know. Bro, go take pictures of where the fucking just one of the guys thing is. Take a bunch of pictures, send me the pictures, and then I'll find the actual fucking scene from the movie and I'll mash it up and I'll give you credit. You'll have your first Delta Bravo credit. All right, I'll do that. Yeah, you should. I'm up that mountain too far, but I'll, I'll kind of get in a better lens. Up there <laughs> <to try. laughs> oh, shit. That's fucking funny. Yeah, I love doing that stuff, bro. I, I like, stumbled upon that. Like, I always wanted to know. Like, I, I think I told this story, but, like, way before, like, it was, like, MapQuest was, like, out. Like, it was before, like, the internet was, like, the internet now. And I grew up as, like, a Friday the 13th slasher movie guy. 
And I always wanted to know as a little kid, I wonder where like Camp Crystal Lake is, you know, as a little kid. And then the internet happened a little bit and then I found it and it was in Blairstown, New Jersey. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's like an hour and 45 minutes from where I live. I didn't even have a license yet. I'm like, oh, whatever. And the years and years go by. And I become friends with Danny and I become friends with a whole bunch of people. And then he starts this thing. I'm like, no shit. So now it's like, even like during the pandemic and all that stuff like that, when everyone's locked in, I'm like, fuck that. I'm out. Like, it's the greatest time to go and get movie spots because there's nobody out. There's no traffic. So I've been to Blairstown fucking 10 times already. You know what I mean? All over the place. I love doing that shit. It's always something to do, especially in New York. The Circle K from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is down the street from me. The the mall, they just demo, demolitioned the mall. But God. that was the Metro Center Mall. That mall was there forever. I mean, malls are going out of business. It was like a ghost town in the last couple of years. Yeah. But uh, a lot of that, pretty much most of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was all filmed around my house as well. Which is Oh, cool. shit. I'd be I'm out always, about- I'm always looking up that shit. I, I love movie stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm a movie fanatic, so. I know, so am I. So am I. And that's why I knew once I saw that, I was like, oh, he's the movies, you're sending me all your fucking horror toys and shit. Listen, that's why I was like, I we're going to have a good time. I brought, I brought something I wanted to show you. Show me. before. So one of my friends worked for Todd McFarlane, uh, who, you know, did all the horror toys. Of course. Stuff back yeah. in the day. And, and McFarlane did these toys for Bride of Chucky when that came out. Okay. And originally he did a set what came out was a set which had Chucky in it, the Bride of Chucky, and it had like a bottle of champagne, some knives, some accessories. It came in like a kit. But originally they were going to do that baby. Remember at the end of the movie, she has the baby? Yes. They made a prototype. Well, is it, was, the, was the baby's name Glenn? That was in the second. So in the next movie they did Seed of Chucky. Right. And they had the kid, but the very end okay. of Bride of Chucky. Okay, 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 okay. She's dead, and this baby pops out of her. <laughs> yes. So they made a prototype for that figure because they were going to put the baby Chucky, the aborted Chucky figure, in the set. And then they changed their mind and decided maybe an aborted figure is not the best idea. That's so awesome. <laughs> I got my hands on it. And you know, those guys, you got those guys online that do all those toys like, uh, uh, like the fog, I got the fog off that one guy where it's just a yeah, yeah it's just it. so, it just says some fog and it's like fucking cotton yeah. <laughs> the log. Yeah. Yep, Death by Toys does that one. So I got that one. I'm that one, but I had the guy who does retro gimmick. He makes really cool stuff. He made me a cardboard backboard and everything, and I made up. Yo, that's unwanted baby action figure. That's fucking awesome, dude. And look at the bottom. It says. It says uh, orphan by orphan, orphan by McFarlane toys. That's fucking awesome. I would fucking love to have something like that. All that ridiculous shit is awesome. <laughs> I think I figured you'd get a kick out of this. this That's is awesome, like, dude. I love that, that shit. My possessions there. It's like I yeah. saw someone posted. I saw you commented on it, but I saw someone posted. It's from Commando, and it's all in Schwarzenegger with the big log, and it's just a log. It's fucking great. I, I want that. I do too. So I have an Arnold Schwarzenegger toy collection. Okay. Uh, it's pretty good, pretty good one too. I mean, I must have like 35, 40 different Arnold Schwarzenegger figures, different sizes, uh, 
last action heroes, stupid ones to yeah. you know all the different predator ones, the mud one, the 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 one that the predator sees, the camo. I yeah. got a fucking twenty two inch giant one. I got an old uh, old an old commando one, like one of the originals. Yeah, so I, I try to you know buy a lot of Arnold stuff. And even if it's a log from Commando. I want it. <laughs> I want I want the log. I got it. Did get you ever log. see they came out with Pippet the Dog from fucking Jaws? No, I didn't see that. It's just a stupid little black dog like shaking around. Pippet the dog from Jaws. Well that, that's like the Beverly Hills Cop one where <laughs> it's got the pipe and the banana. It's yes. a banana and a tailpipe. I think twenty five dollars for that. Me too, hundred bro. Right. How about this? It's so funny that it's fucking right here. I got this from fucking Corey Feldman. It's the fucking. It's an actual mold of his ear when he played Petty Dude Champ from fucking Stand By Me, bro. You can put it on. I can put it on, and it even says here, "Happy New Year" with an ear, and it's fucking legit mold from fucking Corey Feldman's ear. From Stand By Me. I paid like 20 bucks for it. It's this fucking thing, but it's a, it's Corey Feldman's ear. Teddy Duchamp. That's, that's the smallest totally on the beach at Normandy. Yeah, the loony. The loony. <laughs> the loony been up in Togus. Come on, man. That's that's totally worth that. I would see that. It was, like, it was like 20 bucks. I was, it took me like, I completely forgot that I even got it. All of a sudden I get this weird regular envelope. I thought it was like a, like a Christmas card or something. And that fucking thing is in it. I, was like, I completely forgot that I bought this thing. Sean from uh, that clothing company, Rotten Cotton, uh-huh. he, uh, he does a lot of comics and stuff he's got there. He does the Maniac comics. He was selling, and, I, and it's one of those regretted things I didn't buy. It was a plaster mold of OJ's head <laughs> from the Naked Gun. And he had, like, the paperwork with it. It was just OJ's head. Like, I would, who the fuck doesn't want OJ's head? That's crazy. I do. I, I would, do. I would, I would make videos with OJ's head all day, bro. I'm. It's so surreal, bro. I'm f- how I'm friends with OJ Simpson on Facebook. I'm friends with him on Instagram. Oh no, I'm, Twitter, Twitter. I'm Twitter friends is. with him on Facebook. He posts some shit, bro. It's hilarious. I'm like, what the fuck? He's out of his mind. And people like the comments that people put are the best. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. He's like, he posted something like, I can't find. The, the the decision to the, who's going to win the Super Bowl and somebody else posted underneath it right away. It's like, oh, I thought you were still busy looking for who killed your wife. Of course, you know, it's, just, it's just like then it was bang, it's bang, bang, comedy bang. relief, bro. It's oh. so funny. Well, it's like it's like Meatloaf died, right? Meatloaf died. It's like so he posts. I haven't been anywhere near Meatloaf lately, so you know. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't know he was going around meatloaf in the first place. Exactly. It's hilarious. Goodness. Fucking funny shit, dude. Yeah, so. What a world we live in, huh? (laughs) Right? Everyone's like, oh, the world's going to shit, mama. The world is fucking entertainment, bro. George Carlin said it. He was like, when you're born, you get a ticket to the freak show. If you're born in America, you get a front row seat. It's yeah. just fucking entertainment, bro. Because if you take everything to heart and serious and whatever, then you're going to be miserable for your whole life. Oh, I yeah, laugh yeah. at nonsense. An aborted fucking baby toy is hilarious. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It's I funny. think you get a kick out of that. I do. Absolutely. 
Yeah, so uh, revenge films to OJ to commando logs. See what happens? Yeah, I, and I'm kind of working on, but I haven't really been rushing it because I've been doing a lot of stuff and I, and I haven't really figured out exactly how I want to do it, but I've been working on a book on party movies and I've been interviewing all these different people from movies that are party movies. Like I interviewed meat from Porky's. Uh, I talked oh, about, yeah, we talked about Porky's one and Porky's two and kind of what happened with Porky's two. Um, you know, there, there are a whole lot of different people. Like, uh, I talked about El- to Elvira from, uh, the, the movie she made uh, where she had the movie theater or whatever the fuck she was doing. Well, what, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark? Maybe it was Mistress of the Dark, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I talked to another person, Candace Azaria, who played uh, uh, Dom DeLuise's wife in Fatso. Fatso. And, Rod- and Rodney Dangerfield's wife in Easy Money. So, you know, I talked to her. I talked to Adrian Barbeau about... I met Adrian Barbeau. She was a sweetheart. She is. She's really nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked to her uh, at, at a festival, and I got a little insight on easy money from her. Not easy, yeah. but back to school. Um, Hilarious. So, if, if, if that's what the girl, the woman with the green dress, if that, what does he, what does he say? If that dress had pockets, you'd look like a pool table. Pool like, table, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's you. Here's Lou. What's with the midget? <laughs> Hilarious, dude. That's a great movie. It's such so a great this, movie. A, You're a melon. Yeah, you know, listen, you want to look skinny, hang out with fat people. I've been going <laughs> with that theory my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I haven't quite decided how I'm gonna go with work that book out, but I've been that that's one I've been doing. I really like the writing, you know. I um I love playing in a band and band doing the band thing is fun, but it's a lot of work and it's a lot of commitment from more than just me. And yeah. to get everybody on the same page with stuff is hard. And as you get a little older. You know, this guy's got a job. This guy's doing this. This guy yeah. doesn't, this, you know, it's an hour away now. He doesn't want to drive the band practice. Yeah. It, it, it gets to be tough to kind of put together and to do where, you know, I can kind of do the book on my own, on my own pace. Um, you know, it's the, and, it's, the, um, it's the same thing, kind of like what I went through. I was never in a band, but this podcast spawned out of kind of by accident. I, I was booking shows at a local place here in Brooklyn called Lucky 13 Saloon. And I, I tried to like kind of bring back like the Sunday matinee. And I did, I booked about two dozen shows. And, um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm like a half a retard sometimes. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to put like three bands like me. I got to put like seven, eight bands on, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have to, cause that's, you know, the matinee, whatever. So consistently once a month, I was doing that. So I get it where, like I said, I'm not in a band, but to get seven bands within a month to all commit to a specific Sunday afternoon in Brooklyn, it's not easy. You know what I mean? So I did a couple of dozen shows like that. And then this came out, this was spawned out of an idea. We were going to shut down a whole street in Brooklyn and do like this weekend hardcore outdoor festival thing that never got off the ground. But we started the podcast to kind of promote that, but it never got off the ground. Someone dropped the ball way early in it. So whatever, but I enjoyed doing the podcast. So it was spawned out of something that never happened. And now this coming, we're on podcast on, this isn't going to come out for a few weeks, but on February 22nd, which has already passed, if you're listening, 
will be five years that I'm doing this consistently, yeah. at least one episode a week, at least. But it's on my time, and especially with Zoom now, it's easy. It's one-on-one, and I stack episodes. That's why this is going to come out in a few weeks. In case I can't do it or I can't get nobody, I'm still good for several weeks. You know what I mean? Well, And you you were probably one of the first podcasts I started listening to when I started listening to different podcasts. Really? Podcasts for, uh, that were like music-related stuff. Yeah, because I mean, I, I listen to your show. I like uh, Hoya's show. Yeah, uh, the, of course. The, the, the I had him on kind of recently too. I had Hoya. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Drew's show, the the, the hardcore, uh, the hardcore chronicles, the chronicles. Yeah. You know, so you know, and then I a few other shows, you know, here or there. I'll, yeah. I'll watch. I, I like to watch a lot of shows. So when you started doing video stuff, I, I got even more into it because I, I I'll be outside at night with a cigar. I got a TV out here. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll hang out and and, and it's something to watch. Well, I'm you know fucking around my phone and everything. Of course, else. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. I, I, I like it. so. You know, you've been doing it for a while. You want? I would say you're probably one of the OGs of. I, I guess. Know, I guess. Yeah. And, and I always thought of the, the the Zoom thing once coronavirus hit. You know what I mean? Because I always right. said, I was like, I'll never do over the phone. I still won't ever do over the phone. I gotta see you. You know what I mean? Um, I'll never do that. And I was always one on one in person audio. So. Uh, most of them are audio up until I started doing Billy Biohazard it was the first one. He hit me up and he's like, yo, let's do like some sort of like a, a video thing. And then he coined the phrase for, for the show for about 18 episodes. I was just calling it the isolation sessions because we <laughs> everyone was in their house. Yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah. the isolation sessions, like volume one, but all the way up to like volume 18. And then this shit didn't seem like it was going anywhere. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting out of work. I'm fucking trying to hustle. I'm bringing my equipment with me. I'm running down, running, trying to meet somebody. It could be in a place where there's crazy noise. I'm sitting down with Paul Barra in a, in a fucking diner in, in Staten Island one night, right next to the kitchen. You hear booms and crashes and people. It's chaos. So now doing this on my own time, bro, I have, I have my pajama pants on. I'm not, I'm not, not doing this ever again. I'm, I'm, st- I'm sticking with it. Yeah, it's a good formula. I, I like it. I, I think, Simple. I, I think it's a, a a good form of entertainment. I, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, you've got a lot of cool guys on. Like the Tom Matthews one. I just caught that one the other day. I didn't even see you had that one up. I uh, I, I fucking because I go to, I go to a lot of horror conventions, and well, at least I did. And then I hit him up a couple of times, and he would he, he said that I got mad at him when I met him in person. And I think I probably did. Not mad, but like whatever, because I hit him up a few times and you can see when someone reads it, you know what I mean? You can see when someone reads your message. So like, so what do you think? You know, uh, Hey, how you doing? So what do you think? And he never responded. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever, then I won't break your balls no more. And I didn't message him anymore. And then like fast forward, like two months later, he's at a convention here in Jersey. I'm like, I got to meet him. I never met the guy. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just ask him face to face. So I was like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Jimmy, I was just wondering if you'd be on my podcast, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. He looks over at me, he goes, he smirks, he goes, you got mad at me. I'm like, did oh, I? Yeah. I'm like, did I? Did I really? He's like, yeah, I think he's, I think he really told me, like, I ah, forgot about it. I was like, yeah, I probably did, because I saw you reading it. He's like, yeah, you know what? Take my email, I'll show, I'll do it. So it was cool. That's he's cool. a cool That's guy. Cool. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I like the fact that you can kind of mix it up a little bit with different types of guys. You yeah. Know, you do, you're doing it on your terms. So good for you, man. Yeah, That's man. That's I felt like I was having the same conversation, not to knock anybody that I had on here. I mean, I've had everybody, everybody from sick of it all guys to having from mob deep to my daughter to tattoo artists. And I just yeah. felt like I was doing so much music. I felt like I was, even though I wasn't having the same conversation, I felt like I was kind of having the same conversation with yeah. different people. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking, I started hitting up a whole bunch of horror people and shit that I grew up watching. And, you know, five people from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm like, how am I talking to the fucking hitchhiker right now? This is insane to me. You know what I mean? Like one of the most iconic scenes, in my, in my opinion, in a horror movie is that whole van scene with the hitchhiker. And he's yeah. crazy. He's so cool, but he's fucking wacky. I'm sitting here just like this. Like, I can't believe I'm talking with this guy. It's I'm, awesome. a pro I'm a programmer for the uh, International Horror and Sci-Fi Festival here. It's part of the Phoenix Film Festival. And uh, I've been doing it for about, I think this is the 13th or 14th year. I, awesome. do the, I do the short films. And then my buddy Brandon does the uh, the feature films. So all the submissions, he's got to watch, you know, hours and hours worth of those movies. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I, I do the shorts, and there's a lot of short films as well. So it takes a while, too, to get through. But uh, we we brought a lot of guests out. So in one year, we brought Marilyn Burns out. And we showed uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course. Uh, so, you know, we had, um, she just died, too, Judith O'Day. She actually lived in Flagstaff, Arizona. We yeah. had her out. We showed Night of the Living Dead. And a couple other guys. We brought Ken Foray out. I had him in my blazer. I had to pick him up at the hotel. Fucking guy's knees were like to his neck. He's such a big guy. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, want that guy on. I messaged him, but I think he read it. I'm not going to get mad at him, though. But I messaged Ken because I want to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. <laughs> He's, you know what? He's a real talkative guy. I mean, I did the uh, panel with him. We had the Q&A. Me and my buddy Brandon did. Yeah. And we, talk, and we brought up Black Santa's Revenge. Awesome. He was so hyped that we knew that. And I'm like, of course I know that. I'm yeah. a fucking horror guy. I'm going to yes. ask that's that. You know? Uh, who else we brought out? Uh, Lance Hendrickson one year. Nice. Aliens. And I was like his guy. Like, he hung out. That guy smoked a thousand cigarettes. Nice. From my, back when I smoked cigarettes, I smoked like five to his two packs. It was yeah. insane. <laughs> it was cool. We, we, you know, so we don't bring as many guests out as we used to because, believe it or not, it's during the film festival, it's not quite as popular as it used to be. Right. So, you know, uh, it, it got to be too costly. But yeah. I think the last person we brought out, we brought out uh, Dee Wallace and we showed Cujo. She's a sweetheart. And, and it was only like 50 people in the theater. Wow. And, and, you know, for Dee Wallace and Cujo, you're like, and she, you know, she did a full Q&A. We talked about the howling. We talked about, she was just getting done with uh, the witches movie that Rob Zombie did. Uh, uh, from, um, from, uh, Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. She was talking about that movie at the time. But it's cool. I, I, like I said, I'm a big movie guy, so yeah, uh, that's my jam. Yeah, know? that's that's one thing that I that I see happening lately because I started go I started going to conventions relatively late. Um, my friend Mike Scandato, who's a singer for the band Inhuman, uh -huh. you I know, know Mike a long time. Yeah. yeah, so he's a huge convention guy and horror guy. And I always used to see him going to conventions. And one day he knows that the, the movie Madman, that was the first horror movie I ever saw in the movie theater. I was six years old. And 
it just turned 40 years old this year, which is, I had three people on from that movie, which was insane to me. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, Paul, I was, I'm talking to Madman Mars for like an hour and a half. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Uh, you know, some, most people have no idea who the fuck this guy is, but I'm hey, man. Man. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, bro. He lives the gimmick and he, he growls like he does in the movie. Fucking awesome. <laughs> so good. But um, so Mike texts me or whatever. He was like, yo, man, He's like, Madman is going to be a chiller. And I'm like, no shit. So the first ever horror movie I ever saw as a kid in the theater, he was the first convention I went to and the first person I ever met at a convention. So from, the, from that day on, I went to, I don't know how, I have photo albums that are worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of autographs and all kinds of shit. But now... It's like I got Kane Hodder's autograph. He was 30 bucks several years ago. Last convention I went to, he had a line up and around the block. He's 100 bucks now. Yeah, I know, I know. It's like, really? I'm glad I got him when I did. Ray, Ray Wise was at a... So we have this festival that they do in Cleveland, and then they do it here in Phoenix. It's called the Mad Monster. Uh, I've heard awesome. of it. I've heard of it. They do, they do a real good job with it. Uh, Mad Monster, I, I think... Uh, the last I didn't go this last past year because of COVID, but right. they had, but they had it. Uh, but the year before, I mean, they had Ray Wise was there, and RoboCop. I'm a fucking tremendous RoboCop fan. Right. It was like eighty bucks to have him sign something from RoboCop, and I yeah. was like, it's a lot of money, you know. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, there's certain things that I will spend the money on. Like I got. I have a VHS tape of Revenge of the Nerds right. signed by Booger, and he wrote, we've got Bush on it. Nice. And, and I guess at Mad Monster now coming up this summer, uh, a couple of the guys from Revenge of the Nerds are going to be there. So I want to get the rest of those guys that I can to on the VHS that. tape. So I'll, I'll, I'll pay for that. Yeah, like like because I because I, I have like a Dawn of the Dead special edition VHS tape, the colorful cover one. Yeah, yeah. And I got I got George Romero and Tom Savini both on that VHS. Ah, tape. that's awesome. So, and I, unfortunately, I didn't get Ken on it. I had Ken on something else. Yeah. So I got to get Ken on it now because he does a lot of shows. But yeah, I met Savini a couple of times. I was fucking fanboying out when I met Savini, bro. It's funny because I have it right here too. This is like the show and tell episode, bro. <laughs> it is. I um I remember as a kid, like like the first thing I ever wanted to be as a kid was like a fucking horror special effects makeup dude because oh, yeah, yeah. because Fangoria. I got this this issue of Fangoria, this one, right? Yeah. So I I, I God only knows what happened to the original one, but I went on to eBay and I found it. And last time I met Savini twice. I have like a regular autograph, and then the second time. I had him sign this one. So I got to get a, I got to get like the proper frame and frame this up. But that dude, man, that's that. That's who I wanted to be when I was a little kid. Fucking Tom Savini. I just got his uh, book. He put out a new book about a year ago and it's filled with pictures of special effects and behind the scenes stuff that he did. It's really cool. You ought to check it out. It's, it's a definitely good book. I don't, I don't like the paper quality in the book. And I heard that they re-released it again with better paper on the inside. But okay. it's, it's a fucking cool book. Nice. Really. I'm, I'm a, I collect a lot of books, too. I got, like, I'm all into movie books and, and behind-the-scenes yeah. movie stuff. I think it's awesome that you do you do books that are, like, fucking fun, quick reads, like, fun shit. 
Like I texted yeah. you, like I want to fucking write a book, and you heard my episode. Yeah, and let me tell it's you, it's not gonna be a fun, quick read. No, it's gonna make me want to fucking drink after I read it. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's what I, I've been told. You know, so when I when I get on over a bunch of rock star, you know, when I was putting that book out, a lot of people were kind of like not so into the fact of, of putting out a book that had people's names in it. Cause I, I wanted to, I think the book isn't about just about Danzig. I mean, there's like two or three chapters that talk about that day, yeah. but, it, but it really talks about playing in a small band and touring. And it's got some stories from when I was in cause for alarm and, and how Northside Kings came together. Cause Northside Kings basically came out of cause for alarm. Right. Uh, I, we were working on a new album. And Keith wanted to do something a little different. So me and Tony Scaglione, uh, we, we kind of started, oh, let's take these songs that we've been writing and do something with it ourselves. Yeah. And, and that's how Northside Kings kind of came about. But, uh, you know, I didn't want to have anybody kind of compromise the, what I wanted to do in the book. And I wanted to put, people wrote me a fucking shitty message. They sent me like one guy. Uh, I got I got some of them here with me too. Awesome. I, I I had like a guy like tell me like if I can get out of this wheelchair, I'll strangle your fucking fat necks. Oh <laughs> my like, god, yo, people are fucking off the hook. Crazy. And why would you send that in a fucking? Don't even tell me you're in a wheelchair. You know, so <laughs> that's the craziest part. So it I uh, well, nuts. And uh, <laughs> hang on, the wind is blowing. That's fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> So, um, I, uh, you know, I, I don't want anybody to tell me that I couldn't use names or any of that stuff or right. worried about slander or whatever the case was. That, that's, that would be my big issue. And, and that happened to me with Northside Kings. Cause when, when we did our last album, Suburban Loyalty, we did a song with Puerto Rican Mike called the hustle don't stop. And we, we had, we had left Thorpe records and we were looking for a new label and I sent it to a lot of labels. I'm not going to say names. A lot of these labels are still around, and they're nice guys. Right. But they, but they wanted us to remove the song because they didn't like that Mike was talking about drugs and dealing drugs. You know, Red Tops, two for five. You know. Well, it's it was, a fucking hardcore record. Everyone relax yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, there was a lot of bands at the time that were, you know, a little bit more PC than we were. And, and listen, that's Mike's. Mike Steele, it's a good song. I, I, I didn't want to remove it from the album. There was no way I was taking it off. Right. So, you know, eventually Ice Cream Records, uh, Brooklyn Larry, he, he ended yes. up putting out the album just the way it was. Didn't make us take the fucking song off. So when I got down to doing this book, I, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm doing it my way. And my friend Mark Kidwell, uh, and since you're a big horror fan, you'll, you'll recognize some of his stuff. He wrote a book called Bump. And he used to do the bump comic book for Fangoria Comics back in the day. Okay. But he's he's also an artist. So like when you look at uh, that movie Tusk, he yes. designed he designed the walrus for Kevin oh, Smith for that movie. Shit. Okay. For for, uh, um, for Kurtzman, Robert Kurtzman. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's his name. The special. I think so too. Guy. Yeah. So he designed the the thing for Tusk. He's done, he did other movies too, a ton of other stuff. Uh, they they just, him and my friend Jay Photos just did the design for the zombie monster creatures and Black uh, Black Black Friday, the new, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Campbell's in it. Uh, okay. Guys in it. Just came out. They, so they, 
he he wrote a, a graphic he wrote a book based upon his comic book character and he explained to me amazon has a great program uh called kdp i think it's called and it's a, a direct publishing uh printing thing that they do where really? you can you can write your own book you can upload your book you do you have to design your own cover they they'll provide you with a barcode the whole deal and uh they'll sell it through amazon for you and then they open up distro so like if you go to barnes and noble and you type in danny marianino barnes and noble is probably not going to stock my book but barnes and noble can order my book a hard copy printing a hard copy of it and, and but how does that but how does the all right let's let's just say let's just say i type out and i have my fucking book it's edited i go bring it to whoever it's edited the way i want it to be all right this is it and i upload it it'll get in touch with this this service that amazon has how does it get turned into a hard a hard copy Who so does they that? print amazon prints the book they do it all so if you go to Amazon's website and you do, you're not going to get Don't Ever Punch a Rockstar right now because it's out of print. I took it off because we got a new version coming out uh, at the end of the year with the Wolf Publishing. Stevens, uh, Steve Lodovico from Philly. Greatest guy. He just, he just did the, I actually just finished the full edit and I rewrote a lot of the stuff in the book. Yeah. Uh, I added all kinds of crazy shit to it, but nice. Uh, my other books you go on there, they're all Amazon prime. So if you buy the book, Amazon prints the book and ships it right to the customer through prime uh, as part of their prime deal. And it gets distro all over the fucking world. You know, I learned with playing in a band, there's so many hands in an album. You got a CD that maybe costs the record label a dollar fifty. Then the record label maybe gives you a dollar if you're lucky out of it. So you're two dollars and fifty cents into an album. If the record label then sells it to a distro for two dollars and fifty cents, now that CD's at five dollars. The distro then sells it to a record store, say for seven fifty eight dollars. Now the record store paid eight dollars for it. They got to sell it for ten, twelve dollars. Everybody's making fucking money on the album except the artist who's making maybe a dollar. Right. So the the only great thing about a record label or a book company, a publishing company, is they do know the right people to send it to. And when they send it to somebody, it's a little bit more clout than Danny Marianino sending it to Rumorg. Rumorg did a review of one of my books. He did a review of my revenge movie book. I think it was that book. Uh, yeah, they did a review of that. Uh, they gave me a good review, so I was very happy about it. But, nice. I mean, I, it's me doing that footwork, which is kind of tough because I'm not a marketing guy. I mean, I can bullshit all day, but right. uh, I don't know who works at this magazine or that magazine. I got to be the guy to do all that footwork. So you do miss out on that aspect, and that's right. a good aspect for a record label or a book company. But to get started, if you wanted to do a book and to get a little bit of traction, no one's going to sign a book that they don't know. It's like signing a band that doesn't tour. Of this, course. Is their first, this is their demo. Okay, well, nobody fucking knows you outside of uh, your friends in Omaha. I mean, you right. got to get on the road a little bit and get a name. Right. So that's kind of what I did. And I built up a, a, a good little track record of sales and I put out other books and did it like that. Now, I'm, you know, I'm working... With Stephen on on this book, I got an, that other another book I did called "To Make Matters Worse," yes. which I sent you the audio of. That yes. that's that's all stories from when I was a kid in New Jersey, sneaking into an all nude fried chicken place called Frank's Chicken House. <laughs> I had changed a few names of yeah. people. I changed the name of a cop that hated my guts. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and a little bit of yet older, but 
for the most part, you know, I got another publisher that's interested in doing a, a little bit of an expanded version of that book as well. Now it helps that I, that I've been pushing and pushing all these years and, and it's, it's done thing, but you know, if I was you, I would start writing. I, you know, you got a good crazy story. I listen to your story. Uh, Did you listen to part two or no? Because I get into other things like rehab and the Air Force and a couple other things. I don't really, I haven't listened in, I don't know. I think I, I very rarely re-listen to my episodes anymore. The first of maybe 20 I did, but I don't even care. Um, it's funny, you know, because I was listening like to what I say and how many ums and this and that and to try to, but I, I'm just talking, whatever. But I haven't listened back, especially to part two in forever. But um, I listened. I listened. I only listened to a little bit of part two, but I did listen to okay. the whole part one. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I my my recommendation to you would be get open up a you know word word document and start writing down stories, and just put them in a folder. And, you know, don't go start, this is the beginning and start from here. Just start writing down some stories. Yeah. And then when you start to see that you've got enough, that you can start putting in the structure, open up a whole new document and start moving those in to put them in a bit of an order. Right. And, and, and just write, you know, don't do what I did. I edited the first book myself. I'm like, yeah, I can fucking do this. I, you know, I wrote for some zines. I did this. I did yeah. that. I learned my lesson. You know, I'm not a, I'm not an editor. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't I think I would be either. I, I, I'm going to be I'm going to be writing it like how I talk. And that's one of my hang ups is like I want it to be, you know, I want it to translate to the reader differently than me speaking. I, I don't know. I'm, but, but no, but don't don't change it too much. Let me tell you something. I one of my favorite books is Raging Bull. I never and, read it, but it's one of my favorite movies. Well, it's 10 times greater. The movie's amazing. The sure. book is even better because the book is written by Jake LaMotta and Jake LaMotta tells a story and Jake LaMotta tells a story as you would think Jake LaMotta would tell the story. <laughs> oh, it's batshit it, crazy. It's all batshit crazy. It's all slang. A lot of Italian slang that I haven't heard since my grandparents would use. Like right. some crazy shit. And, you know, and then the story's a little different too. Like in the movie, all that stuff happens with his brother. But yeah. in the book, it all happens with his best friend. Uh, his brother's there too, but it's all his best friend. And you know how he hates the mob guy that's, uh, 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 what, I can't remember his name, Philly Leopardo is what I call him. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But uh, go get your shine box. Yeah. Billy Bats. Billy Bats. The, re- they just, they, the book tells you a lot more on like why he hates that guy. Because when they were kids, they were Frank Vincent. Frank Vincent. Yeah, it's Frank bothering Vincent. me. Yeah, his character in, in the, that he, that he plays from Raging Bull. When he was a kid, he robbed a card game with LaMotta and they got pinched and he ratted on Jake LaMotta and Jake LaMotta went to juvie and Jake LaMotta learned how to fight from a priest in juvie. And that's why he always held a grudge against that mob guy. He fucking hated ah. There's a lot more that the book tells you that it's not, you know, and they're all, all books are like that, but sure. it's his voice. And, and, you know, one of the, a few things that people have told me, they're like, listen, when I read your book, I, I hear you talking to me. Right. And that's that's important to me. You know, that's. Yeah, me that's too. The way I, so, so don't you know, write like you write and then have somebody kind of clean it up a little bit where, you know, it's still you, but it's gram- grammatically better. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know my commas and this shit. No, neither. Where do I put a semicolon where it could be a period, but I continue on? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
funny. But yeah, I got. Uh, I brought some. Of the, I saved some of the hate mail. Nice. So weird. now, before you go into the hate mail, I have one one question for you. That's the sure, only sure. question I legitimately have. What did Glenn Danzig's face feel like on your knuckles? <laughs> you know, it was so fast. I know. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, when I hit him, I, I say so fast, you fucking hit me. Like, I was shocked. Uh, yeah. And people people laugh all the time. They said, I said, fuckity. Fuckity! Because it's the same thing. <laughs> but but it, it, that just went down. I mean, the only thing that's missing from that tape is about 10 seconds. And it's me walking up to him going, yo, we discussed this. We had an agreement on this. You were supposed to say there was other bands coming on. And and literally, that's all I say till the point where he goes, what the fuck you want me to do? They turn the fucking light. Like, he just spazzed out so yeah. fast, like a maniac. And, you know, I, I by the time that was done, I didn't even know what the fuck. I was shocked. I was like, yeah, oh, you I said can't. something, then he said, fuck you, motherfucker, and pushed you, and then that was it. Then he was out of camera. Yeah, he was on the floor. He, they had to pick him up and carry him. I listen. I, everybody's got knocked around. I've gotten knocked around. Before. Of course, we all gotten punched in the face. Yeah, I had a guy at a gas station once. He must have been five two. He hit the back of my car. He was a cowboy guy. I got out of the car. My fucking balls are swinging. My dick's fucking twelve inches long. I woke up to the guy. I go, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" And he gets out of the car and he goes, "You got a problem?" I go, "Yeah, you hit my car. Were you a fucking tough guy? You look like you were getting out of the car. Now you getting out of the car? You been shot?" And I, the guy kind of pushed me a little bit, and I gave him a one, two, one, two. You know, a couple quick hits, and it did nothing. And he literally just went, Poof. <laughs> he fucking popped me in the nose, and my nose went. Poof. It was like a. A fucking explosion, like a fucking volcano went off. Yeah. And he gave me another fucking pop, and he got back in the car and he drove away. Uh, I go to my friend's house. I said, "Give me a shirt." I'm, I was covered in blood. Looked like looked like I fucking stabbed in the face. <laughs> it happens to everybody, you know. It happens to everybody. You just happen to be. You just happen to get like the fucking the one knockout of that guy. Of course, it has to be Glenn Dancing. Yeah, uh, he, he deserved. He, he deserved. He, of course, he, he did. Well, everybody, everybody, fucking, you know, I, I did a bonus little mini tiny episode that I never put out, and I probably never will. It's only like ten minutes with Doyle, right? Mm -hmm. And I was at a convention, and and we have a mutual friend. Doyle is really good friends with Michael Alago, the guy who who signed um, Metallica to Elektra, and I'm friends with Michael too. Yeah. So that was kind of like the my my in to even have Doyle talk to me. So even as I was talking to him, it's like, I couldn't even talk to him about the misfits. Cause he even said that I'm not even allowed to say the word. It's so crazy. Because I'm like, you're a fucking original member. You can't say the word misfits dude, because of this little fucking dude, this and little Glenn guy. He stole like that crimson ghost is he stole that artwork. The, the, the fucking skull that he uses from Crystar, that comic book. I met that guy at a show and it's in my, the new version of my book, the All guy right. that drew the Crystar thing. He, I forgot his name, but he's got a shirt that has the skull, but it's got his name on it instead of dancing. Uh -huh. And he, he gave me a copy of his shirt. <laughs> uh, uh, he was signing at Tucson's comic con a couple years ago, but he literally legitimately stole that guy's art. And then that guy, you know, sat on it too long and didn't make a thing about it. When he finally did, the court was like, well, you know, he's been using it for all this time. Yeah. You had your chance. You missed your window. And yeah. All his songs are stolen songs. Listen, 
I'm a fan. I, I liked the Misfits because uh, I like horror, so I always liked them. I sure. caught myself in the car the other day. I was listening to the serious radio. Twister King came on. I didn't even pay attention to who it was. I just caught myself kind of listening. I'm doing a Tony Soprano in the car. It's actually night. a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. And you know, you know how he's like drives in the car and he's always doing that. And yeah. I caught myself doing that and there was a kid in the window next to me. I had the car and shut my window because I'm like, I can't let anybody know I'm listening to this song. That's right amazing. Now. This kid knew who I was. I would be mortified. Yeah. You know? Imagine uh, if he would have caught you singing fucking Kill a Wolf. Hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I like those first two albums. And if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't even have been on that show in the first place. Right. It just turned out the guy was a fucking, this guy's a mobile. You right. know, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, everybody runs into a jerk off once in a while. I mean, that's not the first guy in the band I ran into that was a jerk off. Right. Uh, you know, it's just the only one that I got actually, uh, there's a video of me punching. <laughs> there's a few others too. You know, right, I'm sure so what's up with this hate mail? You got hate mail, bro. <laughs> so, so when that dancing thing went down, he put out a statement that said, "I I stabbed him, and I fled right. the scene. I cut him with a sharp object and fled the scene. That's why we put the video out because I was getting all these messages that said that uh, uh, you stabbed Glenn Danzig and this and that. Like our our Northside Kings website was flooded. You know, these are some that were in the book here. Like just some people, some shit that people say, like. Um, a lot, of, a lot of gay stuff. Uh, <laughs> this guy this guy posted on uh, YouTube, this is crappy, no good quality music. It sucks big fat cock, and the lead singer loves cock in his ass. Trust me. That was posted by Dancing is G-Bus. So he, he put a trust me on there. You gotta, yeah, trust you gotta me. I don't believe that. Dancing is G-Bus, like Jesus, yeah. like God. Get the uh, fuck out of This was an actual hate mail message I got. It said Disney on ice with my daughter seems better, like a better option than listening to you guys rip off corn. <laughs> what? <laughs> rip off corn? <laughs> yeah. Here's one for you. Your band talks like you're from New York, but you're really from the Southwest. I have a friend in Arizona that saw you guys once, and he said Fat Danny deep throated a whole burrito once or twice by the looks of him with his big gut. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Uh, his blabbermouth has a tremendous amount of them. I'm uh, sure. <laughs> blabbermouth hates me. Uh, well, he may as well have dropped off the earth in 95. Danzig fronted three legendary bands. Hardcore mook bouncer homos are a dime a dozen. Danzig wins. <laughs> that was by Kiana Borger or something. Um, here's, here's another blabbermouth one. Knocking Danzig out is pretty good notch to this guy's manhood, considering he was wearing capri pants when this all went down. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a guy named Dump Truck. I'm blabbering now. Um, there's another good one here. Where we got this? This one's a good one too. There's a website. I don't know if it's even around anymore, but Stereo Dump was what it was. Because people would send me these. They were like, yo, they're talking about you on Stereo Gum. And then they'd send me this quote that said, Danzig is a fucking god and fuck those who say any different. That asswipe Danny from the Northside Kings fucking eats more cock than he does cheesecake. We all know that Glenn would have laid his fucking ass out if he wouldn't have stumbled. Who the fuck hits and runs or hit and wobble? That fat fuck couldn't run his last piece of pie. The fat fuck couldn't run if his last piece of pie depended on it. <laughs> 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 oh, 
And then and then there's like these people that argue and they fight. That's those are those, those are, are even better because it gets yeah. fucking heavy in those comments. Yeah, yeah, you know, like uh, this guy wrote, uh, "Dancing is legend." Danny is cleaning toilets in a McDonald's somewhere. That was oh on Blabbermouth. <sighs> this was a direct message, and this was so. So I got I added stuff since the book came out because clearly when the book came out, people were even more mad. Of course. Uh, you know, so, and they were sending, so this was a Facebook message from a guy named Stephen Blanchard. I got on June 11th, 2013. He wrote, I hope a lot of people bought your book so you can now afford to go on Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig. <laughs> All of your things are hurting the Earth's gravitational pull. What the fuck? People are like, bro, they're like 14 year old fucking comments. But you wear capri pants, cheesecake, cheesecake fat, be throwing burritos. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So it's fucking hilarious. It's funny, and and I in the new version of the book, I I added a lot more stuff that like because when I first wrote the book, I was a little angrier, and you know I I don't know if you've ever done something where you look back at it and you were like ah. I could have did this a little differently. Of course. So I, I, I went in and I changed it. I added a little bit more of a humor look at things. Because at this point now, all I could do was laugh at it. At yeah. that point, when I put the book out, I was tired of him. He just kept doing interview after interview. And he yeah. kept saying how like people cheap shot you to try to sue you when he tried to press charges on me that night. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, you know, I, I was so like mad and jaded at that point. That's why I put the book out. Like, you know what? Fuck you. This is what happened. And this is what I've been enduring because you're a cocksucker. Right. And, and and then, uh, so then I got more after and book reviews, people who wrote horrible reviews of the book. Those are really funny. I'm sure one, they are. one said it was written by me, which is even funnier. It's on, <laughs> it was on the Barnes and Noble website. It was like, <laughs> sign Danny Marianino. You know, so oh it, version, some people version. will probably believe that you actually wrote that because people are yeah. stupid. <laughs> it's nuts. So <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be. I'm really excited about it. They're gonna they're gonna do a good job with it. Uh, changing the layout a little bit, All same right. cover, and the same guy that did. I was talking about who did Tusk. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Kidwell. He drew that garbage pail kid looking cover for me. Nice. My buddy Jay Photos colored it. So um, you know. It, it, the, the world, we're changing the colors a little bit. And nice. Yeah, a little revamp, a little reboot. That's good. Yeah. What's up with this book with these characters, with, with Carmine and everybody? So me and Mick Lambrew. You know who Mick Lambrew is? He's, Not personally, but I know who he is. I believe I'm friends with him on Facebook. I, today, he just did a quick paint post. It was like a quick a quick painting of like uh, rabies or something like that he posted. Rabies. Today. Yeah. So Mick, Mick is uh, the fucking nicest guy. He, he's been doing, for people who don't know who he is, he's been doing artwork for Sheer Terror shirts. Yeah. He did a lot of shirts for Murphy's Law. Yeah. He, um, he's been doing stuff for Amerta's clothing company. He did stuff for my company, Total Gavone, um, Agnostic Front, yeah. Madball. I mean, I can go on and on. Everybody. Uh, we, we, we became buddies, and uh, uh, we talk almost every day. But he... Um, we came up with this idea. So I'm a guy that keeps lists. Let me let me give it to you like this. Talk I to write me. down lists. I'm a, I'm a list guy. I kind of am too. <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but like right now for 2022, I started writing a list of every movie or TV series that I've finished 
this year, and I'm going to continue with it. And I don't know why, because it doesn't mean shit. Nobody doesn't to give a fuck. But yeah. I like to keep a list. So I've been keeping lists of things that I've been annoyed by since I was a kid. <laughs> and and some of it's like really just ridiculous. Some of it's stuff that you've been annoyed by too. I guarantee it. Yeah. There's a lot of it in there. And I was trying to kind of think of a way to like, what can I do with this? Because it's like the don't ever punch a rock star. I, I put all those quotes in a folder and all my friends were reading them and we were laughing. Yeah. And that's how that book kind of came about. So I got these lists and I'm like, all these lists I'm annoyed by, I bet you I could do something funny with it. You know, I started writing them in a little bit of an exaggerated way that it's kind of me saying it, but I'm I don't want to be the guy saying this. So we created this guy named Carmine. Uh this 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 character who it looks like me a little bit. I mean, you can see on you can see this here, but yeah. yep. But that's uh this is one for like when I hate when people blow out the candles because they're spitting all over a fucking cake. And it's disgusting. <laughs> and, and and Nick kind of created the uh, a whole slew of different characters that we put together in a book that's coming out this spring. That's it is about forty something illustrations, as well as just pages and pages of things. And yeah. They're all kind of titled like um, like here, like uh, like a, here's one I wrote. My wife screams bloody murder when she sees a bug. That's like the worst thing. It could be a little cricket on the floor, and you would think that Freddy Krueger jumped out from behind the closet with those fingernails, <laughs> the way she's screaming. This is going to send me into cardiac arrest with all this racket. It's true. That kind of annoys me when people do that, though. It's like, relax! <laughs> or, or when people slow dance to Aerosmith songs. That's the, it's the worst scenario ever. People do it all the time. I don't want to know those people, and if you invite me to your wedding and I hear... I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. I'm out the door real fast. <laughs> or, or here, standing too close in line. Standing standing right up my ass isn't going to speed up whatever we're both waiting for. So rather than breathing down my neck, why don't you pretend Onyx is here and back the fuck up? <laughs> it's, all, it's all, you know, uh, drinking water from a coffee cup. I hate that. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's annoying. Why do you do that? Yeah. yeah. Or, or wet hair when you get sick, like wet hair will get you sick. Like if you go out with your hair, your hair's wet, you're gonna get sick. It, well, no, it's not uh, real. It's That's not real. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, donating to a cause re- requests for somebody's birthday on social media. So you go, like, you see it's a birthdays, and you're gonna be like, oh, it's this guy's birthday, and he wants you to donate fucking twenty dollars to to this association. Fuck that association. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't gonna get. I wasn't gonna get you a birthday present. I just saying I'll be birthday. Right. <laughs> Or waiters that sit down to take your order, uh, not showering before you take a bath. Listen, uh, yeah, dude. If you if you get in the bathtub and you didn't take a shower first, you're sitting in your own fucking filth. filth. You yeah. you shitty ass, you just bald sweat, all that shit. It's disgusting. Um, that I open clickbait, even though I know it's clickbait. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, Jennifer Aniston, what does she wear to the Grammy? Or do you yeah. the Academy? And you like, gotta go like what? 75 pictures. 700 pages. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where is Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> I'm guilty of it, dude. <laughs> people who love Woody Allen movies. Like, you uh, gotta be a, I don't get it. You've gotta be a certain type of person. You to like do. A, especially today. <laughs> yeah. To like a Woody Allen movie. 100%. You know? 
Or uh, here's another one here. Uh, here's another good one. When you ask somebody how they're doing and they actually tell you how they're doing. Yeah, no one like, cares. I don't know. Nobody I don't wants know. to know. <laughs> Leave me alone, you know? Yeah. Just try to be nice. It's just so, hello. It's just pretending it's a hello and goodbye. That's it. No one's really asking you literally how the fuck you're doing because I don't care. So it's called It Blows My Mind. And um, <laughs> it's really funny. And it's going to be a good book. And uh, I expect that out for the spring. I'm hoping... Because he's out in Australia and who uh, Mick? Mick, yeah. I would love for him to be out here. Because when I when I do a signing and uh, when the book comes out in Phoenix, I would love to have him out here. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's cool. Stay in my house, hang out, barbecue. Yeah. Have a cigar. Time to have a cigar. I got I got a backup already ready when this one's done. There you so. go. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You know, but before I forget, let me just shout out my sponsors right quick. Yeah, yeah. Are you a you're a coffee guy? You're Italian. You're a coffee guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I drink espresso before bed, sambuca. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, I drink a pot of coffee and go right to bed. Um, Dead Sled Coffee, D E A D S L E D Coffee. Follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you will get twenty percent off of your order and any order sixty dollars or more is free domestic shipping. What's dope with them is they work with like they've done they get have officially licensed shit from like people in horror movies, dude. They have um a Robert Englund blend, huh? They got a Kane Hot. Do they have a Kane Hotter one? Yes, a Kane Hotter, Robert Englund, Elvira. They just signed my boy Mike Forward, who who's my guy, my contact with them. He just signed a, a contract. I don't know how long it is, um, but he's able to use the likeness and the logos for it. So he just came out with um, uh, Pennywise the Clown shit, um, even bands, everyone from like Wisdom and Change from Pennsylvania to Kiss. He had like four different, like different bags from each Kiss character. You know, each, you know, every member, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, all of them. Um, Tell him, tell him you, want a Northside, you want a Northside Kings Guinea blend. There you go. You should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they, they all kinds of shit. Even like like disturbed, uh, fucking uh, Cypress Hill. They have a Cypress Hill blend. They do a lot of really cool shit. So that's like Ooh. coffee rules. Um, second is local Generation Records, located at Two Ten Thompson Street here in the West Village in New York City. Follow them at on Instagram at Generation Records. If you cannot make it to the actual brick and mortar spot, you can. They have an eBay page, and you can also go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com, and you can order shit online from them. They've been. They've survived this whole fucking pandemic thing. They've been around since '92, so they're doing something good. Old school vinyl downstairs, old T-shirts, posters. It's awesome. So thanks to Ron Grimaldi and Mark. And last but not least, New Republic Printing. Um, follow them on Instagram at New Republic Printing. If you go to newrepublicprinting.net, there's a drop-down menu. Of all the brands of T-shirts, hoodies, I mean, sweatpants, fucking girl underwear, whatever you want something printed on, they'll print it up, they'll print it for you. The best thing about them, I've been using them, no joke, since like 2006 for all different kinds of stuff. Um, there's no setup fees. There are no screen fees. And if you have your order shipped to any commercial address, it's free UPS ground shipping. So you can get... Danny, you could make a thousand fucking uh, Northside Kings T-shirts and have them shipped to, I don't know, the fucking deli down the block if you're cool with the guy. 
and you get 50 boxes dropped off there. It doesn't cost you a nickel extra. New like Republic printing. Shout out to Steve McCarthy, best dude ever. Go check that out. That's a good deal. Bro, I've never used anybody else. I started using them. I never used anybody else. The best. Always good shit. And Steve's a good dude. Steve McCarthy on Facebook. But right. newrepublicprinting.net.com, it's the same thing. If you put a net or com, it's the same shit. And on Instagram, at New Republic Printing. He's the one you'll be talking to, and he's, he's a super good guy. That's a great deal. No, the, the setups and everything else, that's... Bro, yeah, there's no fucking... And he's actually doing some other stuff where... Because I'm thinking about making like a short limited or like 50 shirts. I don't make a lot of shirts. I just make small runs. Just get rid of them real quick. And he's doing something now where it's like kind of like something with his website and then he'll actually make them and then ship them out. Like he's never done that before. So he's, he's doing some new shit. I'm not even going to try to even fucking explain it because I'm going to butcher it. It's like, like, a print on, like a print on demand. Type. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have to meet a oh, certain cool. minimum and then he'll wind up doing it. But I'm going to do that with my next run. So cool, yeah. Cool. Yeah, man. So that's like coffee generation records, a new Republic printing. All right. All right. Cool. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm serious about that coffee, those guys. They want a Northside Kings coffee. Just send me a bag of coffee. The name is yours. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Yeah. See, I, even like my, like one of my three sponsors, I don't make any money doing this shit. I will say, I will get a couple bags of coffee every once in a while for nothing, which is yeah, awesome. I, like, I got I got the grinder. You give me the beans, the whole deal. I got yeah, you can get ground or you can get whole beans. You can get yeah. whatever you want. They have all like kinds it. of shit. Even, even besides like the blends, they have like one, it's called Morning Blend, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. I think it's uh, Vincent Price, I think is on the on the bag. And it's just like a regular light breakfast blend. And then they have like the fucking, there's a Diablo blend, which is fucking strong. And But they have all kinds of, they have tea, if you like fucking tea. They have cold brew, which rules. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, man. Nice ice coffee. I like coffee. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know. A little fucking, a little Celadoro S cookie. Nice. Oh, the S cookies. Yeah. <laughs> we, ju we just got them in Arizona in like the last year and a half. Really? I, 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 you, know, you can't even imagine how much shit I've been importing for years. Yeah. Entomins. We had no Entomins out here until recently. And we really? really don't even have a whole lot of Entomins. We only got the donuts. We got stupid muffins, which I'm not interested in. No, I mean, and then we got the the crumb cakes. They sell them in individual packs. Okay. Uh, you know, individually wrapped. That's all yeah. we got. I mean, in New Jersey, you walk in, there's a fucking shelf. A oh, shelf it's a whole there. fucking display like crazy. Yeah. The pecan nice Danish twist. Yeah, oh. nice Danish twist. The nice fucking coffee cake. Yeah. And, and it's <laughs> funny because, I, you know, growing up in New Jersey, you, you go to somebody's house. You know, you go there for maybe for coffee or something. You don't even pick. You don't tell them I'm going to bring. I'm, I'm going to bring the entomans. Yeah, it could be any entomans. Any entomans. But uh, out here, yeah, it, it, that's a new thing for Arizona. So oh, I grew there. up on that shit, man. Uh, and my, my, my mother always would have like an extra one that like you couldn't touch because that was for company. That's for when company we, that comes over. When we would go on tour and we played the East Coast. Our trailer, <laughs> by the time we left New Jersey, had cases of like Cento tomatoes. Nice. All you, the fanciest tomatoes you used to have in Arizona were Progresso. That was it. Yeah. Ah, so, it's no good. <laughs> no good. So I would buy cases of tomatoes, Saucy Susan, that peach apricot sauce. Yeah, of course. That out here. 
I would uh, cases of cookies and cakes. I there was this black guy. Saucy Susan, with. that's hilarious. Even this black guy I was friends with, he <laughs> had his own shit. He wanted wise potato chips. So like, I, you know, I you know Italian guy, I'm bringing in supersides and all kinds of shit. I'm bringing the black guy, but wise potato chips. We um. We, we, we would, uh, I would pull up, we'd get home and people would be coming over like within a day or two to start picking up the shit. Cause yeah. I, you know, it was like, I was. You got to bring all my fucking prosciutto bread and fucking semolina bread and all that shit. Yeah, dude. Mike, Mike Gallo once brought me an oh, entire fucking, he brought me an entire supersode once. That's amazing. <laughs> Because Roger lives out here, so they were doing some stuff, and he came out to see Roger, and he brought me the super sauce. I'll never yeah. forget it. It's one yeah, of that is, oh, what is that? Oh, try sausage. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that, like, you know, when you owe somebody a favor for life. Yeah, I owe Mike Gallo a favor for life because of that super sauce. And I got and I got a meat slicer, so I'm over here slicing fucking meat. I got nice. guys coming over the house getting a half a pound of this. It's uh, <laughs> crazy. Bro, that's a beautiful thing, man. That's like a fucking, that's an amazing gift right there. It really was. It really it's is. It's yeah. A big deal. Oh, fuck yeah. I was, when I was in the service, I might have even said it on the podcast about my whole life thing. When I was in Alaska, my mother would send me a fucking pizza next day air to Alaska. Yeah. It would cost like a hundred bucks just to fucking make sure it's there. But it's like, it's pizza from Brooklyn that came out of the oven yesterday. I'm like, this yeah. is insane. Like you bring bagels, bro. Insane. You appreciate you know, that stuff when you don't have it. My so my in-laws would send stuff out to us because my in-laws live in New Jersey. Um, my aunts and uncles would send us stuff. I would grab stuff on tour. You know, if my in-laws drove out, they one time my in-laws drove out, they had a cooler and they put it wasn't Taylor ham, but it was a pork roll that oh, they got cool. it like a, they got a pork roll at fucking a Costco in New Jersey. Uh-huh. That was it was you know. Uh, was giant. it was it was it was it shrink wrapped in the fucking tan fucking thing? It was yeah, but it wasn't like I said. It wasn't the Taylor ham one. It was a different one. Okay, but uh, I, I so I got I, I put it on a meat slicer and I cut it up in slices and then I got the. The thing that sucks the air out of the bag, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, sure. Like a vacuum. And I made, yeah, and I yeah. made portions and I put them in the freezer. So, you know, like for this, you know, Saturday morning, I, you know, Friday night, I pull out a portion and then I'll have it Saturday for breakfast, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I did that for like a whole year off of that one. That was because <laughs> Taylor Ham, we just started getting out here as well now. But that was another thing I used to have to bring out. It was, uh, really? It, when I moved to Arizona, it was 1994. I graduated high school. I was 18 years old. My father, uh, my parents got divorced. My father was looking for a change. He was like a big John Wayne. He still is a big John Wayne type guy. He's all into the westerns and it's windy. All into the westerns and all that shit. Oh, you there? I'm here. I see you. You see me? I, I still see you and hear you. Welcome here. I don't know. just came and fucked everything up. I don't know. I see you and hear you perfectly, though. On my Anyways, end. Anyways, my, my, uh, uh, my father always wanted to come to Arizona. And he was moving here, so I came out here with him. But it was like the end of Goodfellas when he says, now I'm a regular uh, Joe. Like a I, schnook. 
a schnook. I order macaroni, I get egg noodles with ketchup. Yeah. That was that was kind of like Arizona when I moved here. Not anymore. I mean, I got an Italian deli up the street called the Falcos. Yeah. I practically live at the Falcos. Of it course. was it was on diners, drive-ins, and dives recently. All and right. it's the best fucking cheese sausage around. I mean, on the wheel, the old school way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's better than what I had in Kettleworth, New Jersey, when I went back to visit my my family. It was an Italian guy my grandfather took us to. And my grandfather was like, you ain't got nothing like this in Arizona. We kind of do now. Yeah, yeah, it's a little different here, bro. I mean, I'm in Brooklyn, and and there's not really that many fucking legitimate, good fucking Italian delis. Like, nowhere near as many as they used to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of sucks. It's like I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm in Bay Ridge right now. I should be going to the corner and have like an amazing deli, but I don't. Well, you know, and today we got Gold Belly where I can order stuff, you know, like uh, I saw Ferraris on uh, Gold Belly where I can order a uh, regatta pie because nobody's got a regatta pie on it. Right. And I don't know how to bake. So right. that's not, I'm not making a regatta pie anytime soon myself. Yeah, me neither. But, <laughs> but, but I could order it from them. It's like 70 bucks. Ship the whole deal. Jimmy Buffs, my favorite fucking place in the world in New Jersey. Jimmy Buffs Italian hot dogs. Look okay. it up. I will. There's still, there's still one, I think, left in Kenilworth. And I think there's one in South Orange. Okay. Basically, the guy's got a thing of oil. And he, he cooks potatoes, peppers, and onions, sliced potatoes in this oil all day. And you go in there, and you either get a hot dog or you can get a sausage sandwich. They put it in uh, bread that's pizza bread, pizza dough, that's okay. cut almost like a pita. And they stuff the hot dog in there with the potatoes, the peppers, the onions. Oh, uh, it's probably fucking ridiculous. It's insane. It's a giant sandwich. Uh, it, it, it's the, the greatest thing in the world. And anytime I go back to New Jersey, I always go to Jimmy Buffs. And they're on Gold Belly, so... Ah, uh, nice. Gonna, <laughs> so I'm going to order, you know, because I got can't see it, but right behind me there. Okay, uh, all right. Griddle. I, I'm in my cooking area here. There's my gas grill. Hey, there you I got, go. I got the smoker over there. I had a feeling got, there was a barbecue in in your close vicinity. Yeah, I'm. You're you're in my my cooking hangout right now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I got all different kinds of uh, cooking shit out here where I can just make whatever and. Uh, I'll do that Jimmy Buff right on that fucking Blackstone. There you, know? you go. It was better than you. All right, well, fucking finally, well, Arizona's fucking finally getting with the program, at least a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's taking a while, but it's oh, happening. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking Entenmann's is like a year and a half old over there. That's like unfucking <laughs> That's crazy. It's That's crazy. Ever since I can, literally, I literally, ever since I can remember, uh, there's been Entenmann's in the house. Especially when I was a kid, you know, all the time. And I think the Entenmann's actually is made by a Mexican company called Bimbo. It probably uh, is. I know Bimbo. There's Bimbo white bread made by Mexicans. Go figure. <laughs> I think Bimbo is making the Entenmann's out here. But hey, whatever. I can... Hey, listen, as long as it fucking tastes like Entenmann's. Yep. yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah, dude. Fuck. So now you're thinking about this this spring the new book is coming out. Yep. And when and when's the when's the reboot of um of don't the don't have a bunch of rock star. I, I guess uh, sometime in fourth quarter, early fall. I think it'll be ready for Christmas. All right. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to do like a pre order of like hardcovers. Maybe I'm hoping. 
That's cool. Fingers crossed. I would love a hardcover version, and then they'll do the regular version, you know, after. Um, and I'll, and I'll, I'd like to go, you know, hit the road a little bit, you know, do some uh, do some signings in some other places and kind of promote the book. Maybe yeah. Come out to New Jersey, New York. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Go out to California, you know, and, and I want to do like a, a little bit of a spoken word with it. Fuck yeah, bro. You know what's awesome? Shout out to Generation Records again, because a lot of times, like Paul Barra has done spoken word there. Um, what's his name? Uh, who did the uh, cause for a lot? Agnostic Front cause for uh, Sean Taggart has done yeah, yeah. spoken word there because he did that because he did the newest Agnostic Front cover, Get Loud. He did yeah. a thing there. There's fucking in-store fucking shows like Stigma played there. Joe Coffey, you know, Paul Barra's other band had done shit there. So, bro, I don't see why there wouldn't, there can't be a fucking Danny fucking Marianano spoken yeah. word yeah, yeah. I, I think i think that would be fun i mean take some trips give me an excuse to go back east to see family yeah know, and, uh, and if you're around me and you we link up we we go to lmb on me i've never been there and i've been looking at that pizza my entire life oh so, bro all right here in for here we go i did a two-part it was i think i took both of them and put them it was it took like a week to do but i did a two-section episode it was me and Craig ahead. And it was me and Jerry Farley, one of the producers for the newest Sick But All Record. He's done a million things. It was yeah. me, Jerry, and Craig. And it was the first Craig, he claims, I love breaking fucking Craig's balls. He always claims to be this pizza guy. I'm in this pizza group and this and that. I'm a fucking pizza novice expert. But the guy's <laughs> never stepped foot into LMB. Right? I'm like, you're out of your mind. So we back go, there, there's no excuse. To there's not no go excuse. There. Like, no, it's too far out in Brooklyn. I'm like, but you're a pizza guy. LMB, it's been around for 100 years and it's never changed. So we go there and I have the video somewhere and I'm filming him taking his first bite. And he takes the first bite. He's like three chews in. He goes, he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, it's like crack. It's like crack. And this fucking guy ate like a half a sheet, bro. It's like fucking eight slices, a giant bowl of smamoni. We're eating fried galamad, broccoli, Rob. Unbelievable. Oh, it was the first God. time he's ever been there. And he was like, we got to go back. I'm like, you have to go back. So you never been there, bro? Never been there. Oh, uh, bro. We go to, you just order a half a sheet. That's what you say, a half a sheet. And then fucking whatever else you want. But... And it's, you know, I see people post stuff like Howie Abrams' birthday or something was the yes. other day, and he went there and got pizza from there. And, I, and I'm, I'm always seeing people talk about the pizza there, and I'm like, motherfucker, I've never been there. I got to go. LMB Squares, bro. There's a few places. I've never been to Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. Okay, uh, me neither. I mean, I, you know, I'm a New Jersey guy, and we had stuff in Jersey. And by the time I was old enough to really drive, we moved. I mean, I, I would go to shows once in a blue moon in New York, but my parents did not like us going into the city. They didn't like me going to Allentown either, which was the other, ver the in-between. Where we lived in sure. New Jersey, I could either go to Allentown, I can go to Obsessions in Randolph, New Jersey, <laughs> nice. City Gardens, or or uh, sneak into the city. And I didn't really make my way into the city a whole lot. I mean, right. so uh, I, I missed out on a lot of stuff, and the only time I really get to see that stuff or you know, I've been to Little Italy in New York a few times. I came yeah. out there for work, and you know, we we, we ate in Little Italy and stuff. But uh, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of that growing up. Uh, oh, you got you so. got to eat at Umberto's fucking clam house, bro. 
Yeah, that's on my list of. of that's where fucking Crazy Joe Gallo got shot. Uh, I, I want to go to that steakhouse that everybody uh, talks Fox? about. Uh, Sparks no, where Castellano got it? No, not not where Castellano got it. Not Sparks. The other one, uh, uh, Peter, oh, Lugas. Peter Lugas. Never been to Peter Lugas. I was only there. Check it out. I was only there once. And shout out to my buddy Steve Mona. I had him on the podcast. He's a retired Vandal Squad cop. Stories like crazy, wearing like night goggles from the fucking Silence of the Lambs, chasing vandals through the tunnels and shit. The guy is the greatest, and he's really, 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 he's like brothers with Danny Boy. So I met Mona through Danny Boy. I met Mona. We ate at Caves' place, the Brooklyn Firefly, which is also a great place. Caves with Mona. I hear that place is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I had Mona on, and, you know, we, we speak pretty often, and he was like, oh, we got to go to Luger's one day. And I'd never been there. And it was just me and Mona. And let me tell you something. People like, everyone's a fucking expert. Oh, but this place, that place. Let me tell you something. We sat down. It's not a fancy place at all. It's fucking wood floors. There's people. It's noisy. Doesn't matter. The fucking, there's no fucking fancy silverware. None of that shit. But he, he was like, leave it it's up to cash. me. All cash. All cash. All cash. If you if you ask for a menu, you look like a jerk off. You don't ask for a menu, but Steve knows the whole deal. So he's just like, we want a steak for two. Didn't know what that meant. I left it off to him. They brought out this fucking steak, bro. They cut it up a few pieces, a few pieces. They put it on an angle. So they, they put a dish underneath, and then they put it like on an angle so that the juice runs down. So every time a slice slides down, it goes in the juice. It's I took one bite. I looked at him. I was like, best steak I ever had in my life. Okay. Yeah. That's not not cheap. It's not cheap. You're going to dinner for two. You're eating. You're going to, you got to get the cream spinach. You got to get this. You got to get that. You got to get the potatoes and you get a steak for two. You're walking out of there and you're going to pay 300 bucks. But if it's worth it, it's worth it. It's know? not something you do all the time. It's pricey, but it's an experience and you got to do it. So yeah, people, when people go to places, their, their whole, uh, their whole thing is, I want to see the sites, the museums, this. Me and my wife went to San Francisco. I had a Chinese dim sum place that I already had on my on my fucking <laughs> spot that I was planning on going. We went to. I went to this Italian seafood place. I had this fucking this pot that had the mussels, the clams, the oysters, nice. the shrimp with the gravy, the macaroni in it. I mean, I, I plan out where I'm gonna go and eat. Yeah, you gotta go to Wohops, bro. You gotta go to Wohop in Chinatown. Place yeah, is I'm, fucking filthy. Doesn't matter. Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah I, got a I got a Chinese guy down the street over here. He's in this shopping center that is like, it's like a Nairobian fucking place. There's all these weird African dudes running around with yeah. machetes. They fighting with each other in the parking lot. It's <laughs> the craziest thing in the world. And then there's this little Chinese guy in there. They kicked his front door in and he duct taped the glass that was like a year and a half ago. He still hasn't fixed the duct tape glass door. His whole door is duct taped together glass. <laughs> but he's got the best Chinese ribs around. Uh, yeah, you know that you, you don't eat in the place because if you if if I brought anybody in there and they saw the condition of the place, yeah, they would wait a fuck one you bringing me, of course. But, but I I'll go there and pick up the food to go. I don't give a fuck. You make the food the right way. That's it. It's all you yeah. shit about. Hundred percent. So when you come for your book signing and you have a little spoken word at Generation Records, you fucking I mean, 
we're, we're going to fucking we'll, we'll hit we'll hit fucking if you're here for a couple of days we go to fucking Ellen Bay then we'll hit the city we'll go to Umberto's Clam House we'll hit fucking Wohops nice I'm into that and regular my personal favorite Ellen B is my favorite square Howard Beach New Park Pizza New Park Pizza in Howard Beach for a regular round regular pie fucking yeah. Ridiculous, my personal favorite. I got a pizza tattoo, so you know, hey, I, right, right up on my arm it says "party time" and there's a slice of pizza. <laughs> I, I love pizza, so yeah. I, I'm in. I can eat pizza every day. Yeah, and that's a place I'm dying to go. So I'm gonna take you up on that. Yeah, New Park is the shit. Craig ahead will swear by Amores in Queens. He's like, oh, it's like it's traditional. He calls it. He's like, it's the perfect after school slice. That's what he says. After school it, slice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's good, but it's no fucking New Park. Sorry, Craig, if you're listening, you know, but it's good. It is good. It's very basic. It's plain, but it's nothing to write home about, in my opinion. Craig will swear up and down by it. I prefer New Park and LMV for squares. Second best is right down the block. My opinion for squares is a place called Pizza Wagon. It's been there since 1969, I think. I've heard of that place, yeah. Very simple. You're not getting fucking, you're getting a regular Sicilian slice. You'll get a white slice, a regular slice, and maybe a slice with pepperoni. That's all you're getting. Super basic, but they've been there for 100 years, and it's fucking phenomenal. My second favorite square. We got a couple places that are pretty good around here, but they're still not the same as New York. We got um, uh, Chris Bianco who's kind of famous. Uh, he he does pizza for uh, Jimmy Kimmel all the time, like private stuff for Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. He's on Oprah a lot. He's got a pretty good place, and he makes his own dough. He's got he, somehow he's figured out how to make dough good in Arizona with some kind of uh, he 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 called it some kind of Arizona something that he puts in it that's okay. that's really good. And, and you know, but the, outside of that, I mean, we closest other thing we got. From all these, you know, yeah, that's a chain, you know, it's, chain now, sure, you know, um, the Falcos makes a pretty good pie. There's a there's a place called Hey Paulie's I like in North Scottsdale. It's like from Rocky. Hey Paulie, right, I'm cool, nice. That, that place is pretty good for slices, but we don't have a whole lot of uh, pizzas uh, that are that great out here. It's not really a thing. We all got right. that. We we got Venezios. You remember Breaking Bad? Of uh, course. So in Breaking Bad. They got pizza from the same place in New Mexico all the time, Venezios. Okay. They have, a lo- they have two locations here in Arizona. And it's like, I, I would call it not really like a Domino's pizza, yeah. but it's it- it's pretty good for what it is. Right. Uh, you know, and they yeah. got pictures of Breaking Bad in there when you go yeah. in there. Well, here's a fun fact. You know you know that, it's a, back to a Delta Bravo thing real quick, you know that they put a fence around the house, around Walter White's real house from the movie, right? They put a fence around it. Sure. Do you know why? Throw pizzas on the roof. People throwing pizzas on the roof all the time, which is That's hilarious. That's exactly what I would do. I'd go over there and throw fire on the roof. And I'm very yeah. jealous because fucking Danny Boy went there before they did the fucking fence, and he has a couple of rocks from in the fucking front, like the rock on the there, and he has a couple of them. I want That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been to the house, the Nightmare on Elm Street house in in California. That's a popular stop. Yeah, it's right. It's right by Hollywood, uh, and it looks pretty much the same. You know. Yeah, I uh, love it. And you pull up, you know, it's that house. Yeah, uh, I love doing all that shit, bro. I'm going. You know what I like week. too? 
I like great. I like going to celebrity graveyards. Bro, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say this weekend. I'm going with some girl to a graveyard that I, I've been all over, bro. I'll send you. St. John's Cemetery here in Queens is the Mafia Cemetery. Everybody is in there. Lucky oh, wow. Luciano, Vito Genovese, Carlo Gambino, John Gotti, Neil De La Croce, uh, uh, Carmen Galante. They're all there. I paid my respects to the Profaci, fuck all of them. I paid my respects wow, to all, all in the same place. All in the same place. Um, even old school guys, uh, Salvatore Maranzano is there. All these people. Um, Greenwood, where my mom is, Greenwood has Crazy Joe Gallo is in there. Um, Alvin Anastasia's in there. Um, a whole bunch of fucking people. There's a couple that I did not get yet. There's one, I think he's out on Long Island. Is uh, Costello is out there, Frank Costello. Yeah. Um, oh, bro, I've gone all over. I mean, Jimmy, I've Roy DeMeo, Jimmy Burke, I visited. Even like the DeFeos from Amityville Horror, the fucking yeah. guy, the whole family plot I've been Oh, wow, through. oh, wow, yeah. yeah. Bro, I do all that shit. I love that shit. There's a cool one in Hollywood I've been to that uh, it's got it's got Marilyn Monroe. She's right next to Hugh Hefner. Yeah. But there's a, they got a wall that has, uh, uh, what's the guy who created uh, Jeopardy? Uh, Alex Griffin. Trebek? Oh, Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin. Merv Griffin's there next to Peter Falk. Mm. Next, next to him is Rodney Dangerfield. Sick. And it says, it says on Rodney Dangerfield's uh, stone, it says, there goes a neighborhood. Ah. Uh, and then next to him is Carol O'Connor, Archie Bunker. Oh, man. And Archie Bunker's son is there, too, because he died. And then I, do, I think his wife eventually died since I've been there. But they had her name. Then Ed Stallone's name. I guess Stallone's got a plot there ready. He's got, I saw him in the What's his, uh, uh, Scorsese has a fucking, the, the mother from Goodfellas is there. There's a mausoleum there. Scorsese is in there. I fucking visited uh, Lefty Two Guns, Sonny Black I visited. Sonny um, Black. Yeah, Sonny Black, Lefty Two Guns. And also, um, he's in Calvary Cemetery in Queens, Dom DeLuise. Loved, I, mean, I'm I know we mentioned Fatso before. I know yeah, Don yeah, DeLuise. Yeah. I pay my respects to all these people, bro. Bro, even people that you wouldn't even think Harry Houdini, um, Bert Law, the cowardly lion from The Wizard of Oz, bro. Sure. I pay sure. my respects, bro. I left a little lion there. There's lions all over. I left one there. I got Eddie Guerrero down the street. Oh, <laughs> no sure. shit. I visited yeah. Hector, Hector Macho Camacho. I visited Eddie Guerrero's in a place called Green Acres. Really? And and interesting thing about Green Acres is right across the street from Green Acres is a seafood restaurant, and the whole seafood restaurant's underground. Oh, so shit. like literally across the street, you got all these bodies. Yeah, <laughs> underground <laughs> seafood at this restaurant. It's such a strange. Show. That's very weird. That's weird, though. Yeah. Totally yeah. Weird. So I got to, uh, she told me, she's like, surprise me. So I got to figure out which cemetery. There's one in the Bronx that I haven't been to, but for like weird shit, because I love true crime and shit like that. So yeah. it's, it's well, like, you got to like, read the Raging Bull. You like true crime, because I read all those books. I yeah. read Wise Guy. I read Donnie Yeah, Grass me too, Bull. sure. 
uh, I read the casino book. I read uh, Paul Castellanos, uh, the, the FBI guys, invest, uh, Boss of Bosses, yeah. uh, Mob Star, that the Mayo book, Murder Machine. Is Murder Machine. Awesome. I heard about that that I have to watch. And you know what's fucking weird that you brought up Castellano? He's in a cemetery, but I can't. Like, I have where his plot is. He's in a wall, and he's outside, but he's in a wall under, like, this overhang. But it's not marked. I don't know where it is. I I went back three different times to find it. And there's like a Castellano, but it's like a female name. I don't remember. And then there's a blank one. And then there's other people. So it might be. So I'm not going to take the picture and be like, this is Paul. Because I can't prove it. I don't know. You know, for the Delta Bravo thing, I need to know exactly. So I don't know where it is, bro. I don't know. Maybe the maid is in there. Remember the maid? Yes, the maid that he was fucking tapping on the side. Yeah, man. I know. But um, who was the guy that uh, uh, he's buried in Staten Island? The guy that was killed with Castellano in front of Sparks, um, Tommy Bellotti. Tommy Bellotti. Yeah, 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 I visited him. Yeah, there's. I'm all over that shit, bro. Bill the fucking butcher is in Greenwood. That's crazy, that bro. Bill the butcher. I guess they're all back there, you know. Uh, uh, you know, they all live back there, so they got, they're all going to be buried around that area. Yeah, they're That's everywhere, bro. Chock full of famous fucking people, dude. It's awesome. I'd fucking do that shit. I'll be bored. I'll just drive to a cemetery and just walk around. And look, I'll look online. There's a great cemetery. There's a great website. It's called Find the Graves. If you go to Find the Grave and you type in whatever, it'll tell you what cemetery. Sometimes there'll be you know, the actual plot section row and all that. Beautiful. Yeah. I like finding that stuff. As, 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 as I was, I was saying like, uh, remember that movie, that show Hogan's heroes, the guy yeah. that, uh, the guy that died all with that crazy story. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, they made a movie about him. He was on the porn and, uh, God, it was the main guy from Hogan's heroes. Uh, I, I, I know exactly. Him. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I found his where he was killed or died or whatever. I ride my bike, my bicycle up along this uh, canal, and it's literally like five minutes from my house. Yeah, uh, it's an apartment complex now, but yeah, I found the apartment and everything. Oh you know, yeah, that he, dude. That he was found dead in. You know, sick. I've done- Bob Crane, Bob Crane, and the reason oh, I remember yeah. his name was Bob Crane because <laughs> when I found it, I got back on the canal and there was a fucking crane in the canal eating a lizard. And I took a picture. I got a picture of this. I'm like, Bob Crane, there's, there's a crane. And there's a crane. <laughs> yeah. and it's in the canal eating a lizard. What the fuck is that? Awesome. Yeah, dude. All the Son of Sam spots. Like, there's that documentary, Sons of Sam. I went to fucking, yeah. I went to Yonkers to see exactly where his apartment was, how he could hear the dog barking with the neighbor. I've been all over there, bro. And not far from me was his last kill, where I used to, I used to park my truck right there. My ex-girlfriend, she'd be like, oh, where'd you park? And I would just tell her, son of Sam. And she would know exactly where, that's where, where'd you park, son of Sam? Oh, about a half a block past son of Sam. And she knew exactly where it was. So, yeah, bro, I, I'm into all of that shit. I love that shit. I've always been a half a twist. A A lot, bro. From Entenmann's to fucking Superside to True Crime to hardcore (laughs) music. Yeah, it's awesome. I knew this would be all right. The stupid horror toys, (laughs) aborted toys. Yeah, the the aborted baby prototype. Yeah. (laughs) I I had a feeling it would be all right. Well, good shit, dude. Listen, this was fucking fun as fuck. But I will say... um, when this comes out, 
this will go up raw on YouTube just the way it is. I put this up on the on the Blast Furnace group page on Facebook, just raw. But the audio version, I'll have an intro or if, like if it's an actor or whatever, I'll put like if you heard like Tom Matthews, I put like the Friday 13 part six like trailer or something in the beginning. So right. but since since you're in a band, I'll probably put like my regular intro and then we will close out the audio version of this with the Northside King song of your choosing. So you got to fire one off and I'm going to tack it on the end. Hustle don't stop. We talked about the Puerto Rican Mike. I had had a feeling that with him, it's going to be. Puerto Rican Mike, uh, he's he's out here in Arizona too. Yes, Uh, I heard. He's, uh, he's, uh, shout out to him. He's recovering. He got uh, real sick. He got a bad infection. Gave him a heart attack. Wow. Uh, You know, and he's, he got some kind of infection in his shoulder and, uh, He's been going. He's got to go to the hospital every day and get antibiotics. He got all fucked up, but uh, but uh, he's a beast, man. He's 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 talking to him in the hospital video chat. Yo, kid, yo, (laughs) these motherfuckers got me wired up. So crazy. (laughs) I love. I definitely want to record with him again. Yeah, Uh, he he he's a, a hell of a guy. Yeah fucking funny shit, dude. And the only thing that I will say is, I'm going to say this for the next several episodes. Because my original Instagram account was hacked right before I had 5,000 fucking people. Some Nigerian fucking dirtbag has control over it. So all I ask is to, if you follow at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, unfollow it. Because I have no control over it. And follow at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. It's the same thing, but podcast on the end of it on Instagram. That's it. That's all I ask. And the link in the bio is where you can find this podcast everywhere from YouTube to Spotify to uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, every fucking where. The Nigerian guy's probably over there by the Chinese guy. Uh, the Chinese is. restaurant over there. Of course walking, he is. Walking around with his machete, fucking yeah. screaming at, in a taxi fucking cab. Fucking dirtbag he is. Fucking <laughs> animal jerk off. <laughs> Hijacking my fucking Instagram. Six years I had that, no fucking problem. I don't buy followers. It just grew and grew for people to listen to the podcast. But I post it everywhere, and there's like 500 people on the new one. It's like, follow it. Everyone gets all stunned, like, oh, and they get confused. Brooklyn Blast Furnace, that's it. Furnace, done, unfollow. Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast, follow. Simple. It's 2022. Well, I have to fucking spell it out for these fucking momos. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) All right, Jimmy, man, I had a good time. Hey, this was fucking awesome, dude. And listen, when the book drops or whatever your books drop, whichever book drops first, you want to come back on and shoot the shit? You got an open door, my man. All right, cool, cool. You got it, I'm in. All right, sounds like a plan. Would love it. Thanks for having me on, man. It was a good time. Dude, absolutely. Thanks for your time and get to fucking barbecuing something like a gentleman. And Craig, and Craig uh, you better fucking step up his pizza game a little bit. A little bit. A little, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right, brother. <laughs> I'll Take talk care, to you buddy. soon, my man. Be good. Be good. Bye bye. Later, brother. Yes, yes, y'all, I'm about
Yeah.